Hello everyone, my name is Juliet Shoma Ndianiku and I am your host today for the 5 minutes with an agri-expert. So today I have with me Mr. Thomas Kadiri Daniel. He is an expert in fish farming and he has many years of experience in this area. And so it's such a great, great pleasure to have a phenomenal expert in this field. Good afternoon, Mr. Daniel. Thank you very much for joining me today. Good afternoon, Juliet. Okay. I'm pleased to be back today. Okay, thank you very much for coming. Such a great, great pleasure to have you. So let's just get right into it. So I would love you to kindly introduce yourself briefly. Okay. My name is Toma Daniel Kadiri. I am an aquaculturist. I simply put a fish farmer with a speck and also I'm the CEO of T and L Influxion Farm and Services and member of the World Aquaculture Society, the African chapter. Okay, thank you very much sir. What is aquaculture all about? Well, aquaculture is simply the act of growing aquatic animals, your fish, everything that lives in water. Either aquatic weeds, aquatic animals, it covers aquaculture generally. But simply to make it simple is fish farming, practicing fish farming, that is aquaculture. Okay, thank you sir. Just a follow-up to that one. Kindly name the fish you currently breed on the farm. Give us the names of some of the fish you, you currently breed on the farm. Some of the species of the fish I breed, catfish, tilapia, both the red tilapia, then we have um, carp, Cyprinus carpio. We have the goldfish. Then we have parachana. That's a snake-headed like fish. These are the species of fish. Okay. Very interestingly, like there's this particular one you mentioned, gold and carp. You know tilapia, like a lot of people consume tilapia. Then I know catfish, but goldfish and catfish. Do you breed them for human consumption or just for people to having them in an aquarium in a particular area or something? For the catfish, that consumption and for ornamentals, but majorly it is grown for consumption. Then your goldfish is simply for ornamental purposes, just for the fun of having them in your house to beautify the house have the goldfish for that wow that is really very interesting because it feels like you're the first person whom i've ever heard breeds catfish at least in nigeria i know a lot of people who grow catfish then very limited amount of people who raise who breed tilapia but then goldfish i think that's really very interesting and also catfish that's very very interesting Yes, sir. So, can you kindly run us through the stages of development of fish and which of these stages are actually the most delicate in the whole process? Well, the growth stages, um, every stage is very important and every stage is delicate. So, the basic thing is knowledge is important. But amongst all, amongst all is the production stage, which is the breathing stage, it is very delicate and very sensitive. Now, for breathing, 
most of the factors we need to put in consideration number one you need to know your water parameter before you start breathing then number two you need to know the viability of your brood stocks the brood stock you are using that's the parent stock you need to note if their threat is very good and secondly you need to know if they are buried that is mature enough for the purpose you are using them for if they are not the entire exercise will fail so the sensitive part is your ability to nurture them I personally i tell people i said anyone can grow a fish but the difference is once you are exposed to knowledge your growth rates and the time it will take you to achieve results will be faster than the man that is ignorant so basically this information are not what you just read online there are things you need to get hands-on experience you need to do it over and over again before you can understand these things the breeding stage let me take for example the catfish the catfish that's cyprinus capio the first thing you need to get is get a female that is buried that is gravid it, she has eggs you know and the moment the, the female is gravid you see the stomach will bulge the stomach bulges out so you know that this female is gravid or buried and secondly you need to get a meal that has viable meals that is the meals you take the meals the, the meal is called the sperm you just check the meals to, to know if it's milkish, properly milkish or watery. Once these are in place, now there are two methods. Is that you do the stripping method, that is you strip out the eggs, collect them in a bowl, then you collect the meals from the meal and mix them up, then you incubate them. Or you do the semi-natural. The semi-natural is simply you induce the female, induce the male, Peer them up in a pond, either a, black, a concrete pond, you peer them up in a pond, or an eaten pond. You peer them up after inducing them, then you give them 48 hours for them to breed. And after they are bred, you remove the parent stock from the pond. Then you watch the water body. Over time, the eggs will be harsh because what happens, the female. Okay, let me go back. The, in the natural, what happens is this. The female, once she's gravid, the courtship begins. So, and the moment the male notices that, and once they notice she starts discharging her eggs, they discharge their males respectively. So the males come in contact with the eggs, and the eggs are fertilized. Once the eggs are fertilized, they look for substrates like grasses, um, some of the plants, aquatic plants, your duckweed with deep roots. The eggs are attached to these things. The grasses by the side of your pond, the eggs are attached to it. And over 48 hours, the eggs will hash, then you have your fries. So the same thing is being replicated in the semi-natural production. When we put them in concrete tanks after inducing them, we make a substrate, and then we sack. You sack, we put them at the base of the pond. So as they swim through it, it stimulates them. By the time they are ready, they discharge the egg. The egg gets sticked 
to this substrate that is implanted in the pond. So after 40 hours, the eggs, 48 hours, the eggs are hatched. What do you do? You, you gradually start feeding. The moment you notice they start swimming up, once they start swimming up, you start feeding. They begin to respond to feed, and as you keep feeding, they begin to grow. And at the end of the day, you have your fries. But these things are not just what we explain. They are practical things that you need to keep doing again and again. Thank you, Juliet. That's reasonably um, explicit enough. So the part of having hands-on experience of these things can never be swept under the carpet. Like if you really want to know these things, then you really have to learn them on a farm, not on the internet. Thank you, sir, for that. At what stages can fish be sold? Now, fish can be sold in different stages. Now, the issue we have in Nigeria simply now is there are no structure to guide the regulation and sales of fish. What I mean is this. Now, if you go down to Asia, somewhere around Thailand, there are specific farmers that farm fries. There are specific farmers that farm fingerlings and juveniles. There are specific farmers that farm to table size. So the guys that farm fries, once they grow them, one week, two week, they sell off to people that grow to juvenile and fingerlings. Then the guys that grow to juveniles and fingerlings sell off to the guys that grow to table size but in nigeria that structure is not there so basically what we have is people that buy fingerlings the market we have market for fingerlings we have market for malings malings are fish from 500 600 gram below then from 700 gram above are your table size fish these are the fish that are sold in the market now but we can create that market Especially when we have enough people that have been trained to know how to nurse fries to fingerlings or juveniles, that market can be created. So, but presently, the market we have is for fingerlings, malings, and table size fish. Thank you very much for that wonderful response. increasing actually because of maybe dollar and a lot of factors do you advise fish farmers to invest in learning how to produce their own feed or should they continue to depend on commercial feed i encourage farmers to go into feed production it's not too tedious to learn these things they're just simple mathematics that if you are familiar with them you do it again and again you know how to formulate your feed because if we must bring down the hype in price of feed for livestock, we must begin to produce our own feed. So I encourage farmers to get this information. It will help them and cut down their cost of production drastically. What are the existing gaps in the fishery sector that people interested in fish farming can actually plug into? Wow, there are lots, a lot, a lot, a lot of gaps. But I'll just mention a few. Now, we just mentioned about feed, right? 
Yes, we sir. talked about feed and our expensive feed. Now, the major constituent that makes the feed to be very expensive is the fish meal. The fish meal is very expensive. Now, I, I started the research. I started doing a study about substitute for fish meal. And I noticed that you can actually use maggots as a substitute for fish meal. So okay. uh, I, I think a window opportunity for anyone who wants to come in, make or create a maggot farm where you farm maggots and sell. So everyone that wants to formulate their feed will come to you and buy maggots. And maggots even helps to, re to recycle waste, the angle of processing. If you want to come into the business, all you need is to buy already grown fish, you smoke them, properly processed and uh, properly packaged. You hit the market with it, a lot of people will buy it. And also, you can also serve as an agent Serving as an agent is simply, I'm actually talking to you, you don't have any job doing presently and you want to connect. All you need to know is get a farmer, a farmer that has a farm, that has fish ready for sale. Then all you need to do is get a buyer. So you just stay in between them. Simply take the farmer and expose him to the buyer. Then all you need to have a farm price you negotiate with the farmer, you get the buyer, come to the farm. You're, you add 100, 100 naira, 50, 50 naira, 20, 20 naira on each kg of fish that is sold. The 20, 20 naira, 50, 50 naira goes to you in your pocket as your profit. Then you're in business. You don't need to own a farm, you don't need to sell fish. All you need to know somebody that needs it and know somebody that has the farm. And you sell off and you make your profit from that. I think this is this are this just few things I will put into it. For other other things you can get, you go online, you get other opportunities. But these are practical things I know you can do, and okay. you are part of the business. Okay, yeah. um, but uh, there is this um, rising questioning about feeding animals with things human beings can't eat. Do you understand? Like this maggot thing. Then I heard about is it feeding? cows with poultry waste or something like i've heard that before and i noticed there was this uproar amongst farmers like it's wrong it's right and all of that do you genuinely think these things can harm humans now let me talk about the maggot fly sorry the maggots now the maggot is produced by fly yeah. as simple as that and now what you're simply doing is you are altering the process of metamorphosis. Now before the fly, before it's been, um, before the fly is formed completely, you take off, off the maggots. That is all you are doing. And research has shown that the protein content is healthy for consumption. So I don't think there's any issue with that. Because if you go, go deeper into it, a lot of people in the Western world are farming maggots and selling to farmers. So all it depends on your process, the process of your production. If your process of production is clean, it is healthy for your pets. Your beds, your pig, your fish, it's healthy for them. Mm. Okay, okay, that's so good. Kindly share with us value-added products that can actually be begotten from fish? Well, you can get fish oil from fish. Then um, it also serves as an um, employment opportunity to a lot of people. 
Now, taking the case of Nigeria presently, a lot of guys are looking for job, what to do, and all that. Now, I started making a little study about the water bodies we have in Nigeria, because in other places, some African countries, like Ghana, for instance, they actually farm fish using their water bodies. That is, you don't need to have a pond, you don't need to have, don't need to have a concrete tank, you don't need to have anything. All that the government did was to make policies to govern certain, certain water bodies in that country. Now, Nigeria is blessed. We have about um, 10 million, 10 million, almost 11 million water space, hectares, in terms of hectares, water space. Now, just imagine that the government decided to use um, supply cages and fish, then feeds to young graduates who are looking for jobs and set policies to govern these water bodies. No fishing with chemicals and all that on the water bodies. Then you have your cages. A lot of people will be employed as securities in those, those cage farms. A lot of people will be employed. A lot of uh, feed producers will be employed to supply feed to those farmers. So the chain and the network is interconnected to each other. So I looked at it, if the government can actually look into cage control system of farming fish, a lot of people will be employed. These are some of the opportunities. And secondly, you know, when you talk about opportunities, we're not just talking about just um, what people can get. Then we also look at skills. Skills have to be improved. Handling skills, packaging, processing, transportation. So a lot of things like um, transporting your tilapia. You need oxygen bags. But a lot of people don't know. So you move the fish in gallons and get to certain places and they die. So some of these processes need to be taught. And also we looked at, um, I, I don't think, except you go to some, some supermarket, some big malls where you can get some um, chilled fish aside the frozen ones that are being sent into the country. So these are other value additional network you can look into for fish farming. Mm, okay, thank you so much for your response, sir. Um, so it's been a great time having you, Mr. Tom Akadiri. Daniel, it's, it's been my pleasure to host you on this episode of um, our podcast and um, I strongly believe that next time when we invite you that you would be sure to um, make yourself available sir. Yeah I will. Thank you so much Julie. Okay. I appreciate your team. I appreciate it. Sorry you know sometimes I can be so busy that you couldn't get in touch with me. Thank you for your coaching. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. I really do appreciate this. Yes. So, we officially come to the end of this um, podcast series. So, thank you, everyone, and I will see you guys in the next episode.